This is the Sixers Group Therapy Podcast, where we are truly making an effort to get you more frequent podcasts. The Sixers gave us a little scare, but still defeat the Raptors in game two and have now taken a two to nothing lead in this first round series. Maxi has been absolutely fantastic. Tobias is playing his best ball of the year. Embiid and Harden are looking as expected, and now it's time to handle business in Toronto. So without further ado, here is First Name Dane. Sixers Group Therapy Podcast. I am your host, Alex Wynn, a.k.a. Playoff Nuge. Today, we have the full squad with us for a post-game two reactionary podcast. Guys, we're going to do something a little differently with your intro today. So when I introduce you, I want you to be honest, on a scale of one to ten, how nervous were you when that league got cut to 11? So first, we have June 1. Five. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Wait, do I have to say why? Yeah, you say yeah. Good. Oh, I guess I can say why. Because you know Toby's playing out of his mind. So <laughs> I was less worried. All right. Next we got Dave Debaco. Oh, um, eight point five. That was a uh, code red. I was nervous. Uh, but I got to say, I'm really impressed that they stayed composed. And thankfully, Maxi hit that big three and they, they went on a Danny Green. The HGH just really, you know, showed itself there. And, uh, you know, I'm really encouraged that they that they didn't cough it up because that just felt like, you know, Groundhog Day. So good stuff. Great win. And last but not least, we have the return of one J.B. Mudbones. One, we. I think we you're were, lying. We were not. I was not concerned at all. We were not doing wow. that. We have Maxi now, and our coach actually plays him. Mm-hmm. He can. He can get us our bucket, even if James is too hamstringed or fat or out of shape or old. We got Maxi. <laughs> There's no bad juju. We're good. I mean, we're not. We might not be good enough, but we're not blowing a twenty point lead. With him out there. It was nice not having someone that they could just foul and they could, you know, send them to the free throw line where they could choke. But wait a minute, wait a minute. You're not you're not getting away with this one, Nuge. Scale one to ten. Oh, I was a nine. Did you say nine? Did I miss that? <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't I think I was gonna get to it eventually, but I was a nine. You, okay. Um okay. yeah, you could ask Amanda. She she knew. She knew right away. Um I think as soon as like I've said the words out loud. This can't be happening again. I think, you know, like it's a pretty severe level of panic in me. Mm. So uh, thankfully, Maxi saved the game with that shot. There was a steal. I think it, they bounced off Embiid's foot. And uh, Maxi and I mean, it's we're going to talk about him. How good he has been is absolutely insane. And like in one summer, to us feel so like to us being so confident when he rises up for three and just the one summer after not being like a historically great shooter, 
is absolutely insane. And that that saved the game. And then there was a Danny dunk. But uh, yeah, let's start off with that fourth quarter. Um, we were up by as many as 27. And that fourth quarter, they got a little sloppy. Uh, particularly Embiid and Harden got really sloppy. But uh, Maxi is the one who saved us. So uh, guys, like, Break it down for me. What was different from this year versus last year? And the, the, the reasons, it's probably obvious, but what did you see this time that, uh, especially June and Joe, June, Joe, you're a one. You said Maxi. Uh, June, you said Tobias was playing well. Why were you, why were you so calm? And take us through that fourth quarter. Um, we just, we, we're, we're having too much fun out there. Um, I just could, I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe it's because I had way too much pizza and I was like half out of it. Um, we we I just feel confident when Maxie's out there. If Maxie Harden and Bead Toby playing one of his best games as a Sixer, mm-hmm. the formula was there. We we were winning, and Paul Reed was playing. Not at undefeated, that moment, but undefeated with Paul Reed as the backup center, designated backup center. Two and zero. I think, I think we have to mention Paul Reed. And 22 minutes played so far in the series, plus 12. Mm, how about That's, that? That, <laughs> about that, that is something say. we are not used to in the playoffs, oh. you know, uh, even versus like the Wizards, like where we always lose the non NBA minutes. So Paul Reed, uh, I mean, should have played during the regular season, right? And all of a sudden comes in and uh, who'd have thunk it? Glenn? We're going to have a little bit of a Paul Reed victory tour. Uh, so Paul Reed's been great. Um, June, talk to me about Tobias. Uh, we are on record not being the biggest Tobias Harris fans. What's he doing differently in this, in this, in this series? Cause he looks like, he looks like the player that the Toby optimist thought they were seeing. Mm, I think 80% of the time he's on the court, he's not thinking as much. You know, he's when he gets the ball, he's either throwing it away to someone else or he's shooting it. Like he's he's not taking his time, reading the defense, trying to pick pocket, trying to pick pick pocket stuff, trying to see what the defense is doing. He's just you know just letting things go. You know, when things things come at him, so so I think that's a big plus. But I think also. Not just offensively, but like defensively, he's actually been pretty good, especially with like guys like Siakam and and whenever he switches on to uh, OG on Anobi, like he's he's a big guy who's who's kind of quick enough to like stay with them and give them make them work for their shots. So I think not just offensively, but also defensively, I think Toby's been very impressive. Dave, talk to me about Toby. Yeah, so first and foremost, I don't know what the, what our track record is um, after giving Toby praise on a podcast. We have to do a little a little research into that, what happens the next game. But, yeah, he's been like, you know, this is all we've ever asked for. Just like June said, not thinking, just playing. I've never seen him shoot so quickly before. Just like it's almost like he knows he's going to shoot before he actually catches it, which is like what he needs to do. And he's, 
sniped some really nice looking catch and shoot threes out there. And, you know, when they, when you let the game come to you and you play within yourself and play off of the gravity that Harden and beat have, you knock some shots down, you feel good. You're playing good defense. And then you go ISO a couple of times. He had a couple of nice ISOs, you know, timely, a uh, couple timely buckets for Toby tonight. So, you know, I truly, you know, for everybody's sake, uh, I hope it continues going into Toronto. I think the real test starts Wednesday. Uh, but you know, Toby, huge, uh, major factor. And uh, I mean, Tyrese Maxey, I mean, come on, the kid is like, we got, we got one. We got one. Kawhi Leonard, 15th overall, Paul George, 10th overall, Clay Thompson, 11th overall, Devin Booker, 10th overall, Tyrese Maxey, 21st overall. We got one. We got lucky. We hit a grand slam, you know, and, uh, he's a franchise player. He's 21 and, uh, he's showing it every night. It's insane. Cause like, you could uh, when Gus Johnson. I don't know if you guys watched it on TNT or with Isla and Kate, but like when Gus Johnson and uh, Greg Anthony were like, "Oh God, you could feel it in the like the state in the stands, the fans that they knew like a run was coming," <clears throat> and everyone on the Sixers looks like looks scared. Like, like it felt like it was happening, and that's why I was at a nine. It looked like no one wanted the ball. No one. Everyone was tense except for Maxi. Like and Maxi was just. The one guy who wasn't scared. Uh, I will note that last pod, you, Dave, and June both said Toby was the X factor, and he's playing probably the best basketball of, of the year so far. And the six to two and other show for it. So, dude, JB, can I just real sorry. quick, can I just can I just read his stat line before we move on to JB? Yeah, absolutely. He had twenty three points, nine rebounds, eight assists. A legit 23, 9, and 8. One steal, one block, one turnover. 8 for 11 from the field. 3 for 6 from 3. Perfect at the line. 4 for 4, plus 22. I mean, come on, dude. Are you kidding me? He's like a flawless basketball player. <laughs> He's like, does it all. I genuinely cannot believe. We always, it's it's documented well in this podcast. We've always had high hopes and been believers in Maxi. but oh my God. This is like best case scenario. Like this doesn't happen. It doesn't happen, especially to us. So what a blessing. Love him so much. We we never get we never get that lucky. And, and how and how about Toby? A, a game high plus twenty three. Three for three from downtown. Twenty <laughs> points on eleven shots. That's, that's efficient. Three blocks. <laughs> three blocks. He, he was he was playing his ass off on defense versus Siakam and like uh, yeah. I think we've we've off pod we probably talk about we at least me and June like we were never the biggest Siakam guys and he kind of did prove us wrong. We he made himself a, like a good role player and you know the Toronto got to the finals, but they had they had Kawhi and everything. But like we never like saw Siakam as like that all-star like lead your team kind of player. And Toby was like he's like he's a predictable move. He spins the right every time. And Toby finally start finally started to catch on to it. And in this game, he was pretty good. Uh fellas, you do you think Toby can keep it up? Certainly hope so. If he does, we're going to get the brooms out. Every two catch-and-shoot threes, he could get three dribbles and take a stupid shot. That's a good <laughs> deal. Good trade-off. It's good math. Um, fellas, talk to me about uh, James Harden. Um, I feel like he's playing more of like a game manager kind of role. Uh, not the elite score that we were hoping 
to see, although may not have been necessary these past two games. What do you think, uh, JB? I'll, I'll, I'll rotate this time. I'll start with you. Uh, what do you think of what you've seen from James Harden in the first two games? I mean, he's good at that uh, role that you just said, a game manager. I mean, although sometimes it does annoy me, we tend to get good shots most of the time when he dribbles for a while, like eight under legs, then either tries to draw a foul from three, tries to draw a foul at the line, or more frequently just kicks it to someone. Um, And it's been fine. I mean, we've blown out – we've kicked Toronto's ass two games in a row. Now, if we're being realistic, there's going to be more challenging games and more challenging teams if we move on from Toronto. And I can see myself getting frustrated that he's not the 40-point James Harden anymore. But for now, it's cool. It's fine. Yeah. Dave, you agree? I, I agree. Yeah, I think uh, we knew Toronto was going to make him look bad. And he hasn't really looked – I mean, he looked – he didn't look great tonight. But I people were saying, like, he struggled offensively last game. He was, like, five for seven from three, had 22 points and 14 assists. I thought he played great in the first game. And tonight he only had 14, six, and six. But, like, he's our quarterback. You know, he's the game manager. He's, like, what we've always needed, a perimeter player to just, you know, kind of set everything up and feed everybody, hit everybody in their spots. And uh, take it three when he's open catch and shoot god forbid even an iso three which like you know it's not always pretty but you know it's better than ben everything anything he gives us is better than ben you know i saw a great stat the other night drummond curry and simmons combined for 16 points and seven rebounds in game one of the celtics and the nets so you know i uh harden is anything we get from harden is just gravy because it was a big zero before from simmons so i think uh you know it's uh, it'll be fine and i think Toronto might even – yeah, we're going to play tougher teams, if assuming we advance. But, I mean, the length that Toronto can throw at him, I mean, who, I mean, who else has length like that? Who we play in the second round? You know, Miami or Atlanta? Atlanta definitely doesn't have the length to throw at him. Miami could get tough. But, honestly, dude, in Toronto – Toronto's, like, they scare me the most. I've said it. <laughs> like, they scare me as much as the Nets. And, like, I really mean that. And, uh, you know, I'm really pleased that we're to, going to Toronto and uh, up 2-0. We didn't split one. And I think we just got to win one on the road. And, uh, you know, I think we will. Maybe even two. Who knows? Uh, yeah, you make a great point. I mean, of, of all the, you know, physical bodies in the Eastern Conference, you would think, um, maybe besides Boston too, but like Toronto is like they have the, you know, prototypical build that you would say would give Harden some trouble. Um Jude, with Maxie and Harris, like these past few games combining for like 45 to 60 points, uh, I feel like we're able to, like Harden hasn't needed to do much. Are you confident in Harden moving forward? Hmm. I'm not sure how to judge that yet, but like he's, like Harden kind of feels like he's playing whatever's given to him like so far. And like, all the passes he's made, like most of them, it, he's made like guys like such open shots, like Toby, Danny, and giving Max like all this room whenever he gets the ball. Like, like think the opposite of what you know number twenty five did for us. Like whenever Harden's like dribbling or trying to look around the defense, like he's creating some kind of space, and that's that's I think that's what's really beneficial so far this first two games 
And it's like, it's obvious that the Raptors still see him as a threat, you know, like they're constantly inching up trying to help off him. And that's just creating shots for everyone else. So like, I don't know if Maxi and, and Tobias could do what they're doing without the threat of Harden being out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so guys, I'm going to move on to uh, the MVP. I'm going to start with you, June. And then after that, we'll get to kind of a free for all. Any other players you want to mention on the Sixers before we move on to the next couple of games? Uh, Embiid, uh, first game I thought was, was actually pretty great. They were throwing doubles and triples at him. And he was, you know, making the right play out of the double teams and uh, a little bit of a more quiet 19 points in game one. Game two, uh, a little more characteristic of him. He got to the free throw line, had took 11 free throws in the first quarter, uh, had 19 points in the first quarter, ended up with 31 points. Uh, How do you think he looked during these first two games? And uh, it's kind of I feel like it's way different from like the Toronto series a couple of years ago. But uh, talk to me about it, June. Yeah, I, I think the first first game, he, he wasn't as dominant. But, like, I think Maxi kind of stepped up there and really carried us game one. Uh, but for game two, like, I think we discussed, I think in the text or something, that, you know, Raptors are going to come out, like, firing off, out, out the gate. And we've seen that, like, physicalness onto, like, imposed onto Embiid. And Embiid really answered that in the first quarter and, like, it was just in the paint, just pounding bodies down there. And then – but then I think that kind of, like, tired him out or something because towards these – like, in the second half, like, he didn't look like what he was in the first half. Like, I don't know what the game plan change was or anything, but he didn't look the same as the MB we saw in the first quarter of today's game. Uh, so, I don't know what's bothering him or something, but – Hopefully we can see more of that, you know, fiery Embiid we saw in the first quarter in in the next two games or something at Toronto and not just someone who's kind of settling, you know, for like mid-range and just threes that he's been doing the second half. Yeah, they came out in the first quarter trying to be really physical of him and, you know, hard fouls, trying to set the tone. And he responded awesome. Like his response is awesome. And, he didn't back down. He got us right back to the game because we were down, what, 11-2. to two. Uh, But, yeah, I, I saw what you saw in the fourth quarter when it, it seemed like everyone was getting a little tired, but uh, we started settling with some Embiid ISOs, and they didn't go great. Uh, but, Dave, uh, what's, what's your, what are your reactions on Embiid's first two games? Yeah, I mean, he's been – I think he's been great, you know. He was uh, – tonight was the first game he, you know, deferred and – he knew that they were going to throw the kitchen sink at him and he was looking to get people involved and wasn't really forcing anything. So, you know, that was fine. And, you know, the team pulled together in one game one. And tonight that was like a chippy physical get, beginning of the game. And that first quarter took, you know, he had fucking like 21 points in the first quarter. Like that was the, that was the best I've seen him be play. All he was fired up. He was screaming at the crowd yelling and one fuck. They thought, I mean, he was, he was screaming like I was amazing and, uh, you know, took a lot out of him and he banged his elbow and, you know, got, got a little cold and tight and, you know, kind of, it was just, a, it was a, it was intense. So, you know, hopefully he can rest up and, you know, come to play on Wednesday, but he's fine. He's the MVP. I'm sitting here looking at Jokic and I'm wondering if he's brushed his teeth since game one <laughs> and he probably hasn't, he probably hasn't. He looks like his breath smells so bad and uh, I bet Embiid flosses twice a day. You know, because he's the MVP, not Jokic. Big fat <laughs> idiot. <laughs> so, 
Sorry. So uh, obviously when you're up like 25, the, you know, the game, the, the tone of the game and, you know, the efforts, it's totally different. So JB, like the, the fourth quarter is, is nothing to be worried about. Right. I mean, I don't think so. I, I think, uh, I mean, Hey, well, giving up a 20 point lead and let them get to 10, it's not ideal, but I mean, it's just kind of like a different, um, I don't know, different vibe at that point or a whole different situation. Now you could, we could have handled it much better, but the most important thing was, I don't know, as Dave just went through quarter one, they were throwing the kitchen sink at Embiid at everyone, like hard fouls as they should. And I think I said this via text, like in years past, um, I felt like a team playing bully ball got in our head. And whether it's experience or more leadership, we fought back and obviously won. Um, and B went off in quarter one. That's, I think both of you already said that you can't have a better tone set than your star putting up like 19 points in electric fashion and getting the crowd go nuts. Like, you take that all day. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, like you said, started out great in that in that first quarter, and it set the tone for the rest of the game. So, uh, yeah, you know, nothing. I don't think anything to worry about in the fourth quarter. Obviously, we're Sixers fans, so like me personally, I'm very jaded. I'm very hurt from last year. So, of course, I'm going to try to find an angle for the skies falling. But uh, we, you know, what? Like I said, what did I say last about you, you just got to win. Just win. Doesn't matter how you do it. You just got to win. So, uh, with that being said, before I move on to the next. Uh, games three and four. Uh, anyone else of note that anyone wants to mention from the roster? You want to talk about uh, Matisse, uh, Shake, Niang? June, June smiled when I said Niang. No, let's <laughs> keep it positive. Nothing good to say. Yeah, did we talk about Danny Green's dunk? Ooh. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Lock right after. Yeah, Danny's I, been great. Is it the first dunk of his career? Has he ever dunked before? <laughs> I. <laughs> I haven't seen him dunk since he dunked on a Duke player in college. It was pretty emphatic. I mean, it was a pretty was good a poster. He yammed on Siakam. Siakam. Allah said he's uh, Pascal Green now. <laughs> <laughs> I. They might have to just – they might have to forfeit after that. <laughs> they were clowning was, him after uh, that Danny Green dunk, and the game was over. That was nice. That was <laughs> quite the statement, dunk. Um, but, yeah, that's – I got nothing else unless you guys do on anybody else. Just quick, Danny's been great. Uh, he's been, you know, mm-hmm. the first game he was he was missing. I think he might have been 0 for 4 or something or 1 for 5 or whatever. But uh, he is just, I don't know. I know he's wacky and everything, but I'm just comfortable with Danny out there. Just It might be the three championship experience and, you know, older vet, but I'm just, I feel comfortable with him out there. Way, I like him way better than Matisse. Um, at least he shoots. At least I mean, he shoots. Sometimes so he's good for like a like, – all right, don't shoot that one. Um, but he shot nine times without hesitation. I still love anti-vax Matisse, but uh, it's kind of refreshing to not have to see someone like second guess and triple guess before they shoot a three. I always said my favorite lineup was Maxi Harden, Danny, Milkbag Niang, and Embiid. And uh, just for the shooting, I mean, I, I love Danny Green for the same reason. I always loved Covington. 
unconditionally because he plays his role. He can, you know, get in front of somebody on defense, play the passing lanes, and he's just going to shoot. He's going whether it's whether he's hot or cold, he's going to let it fly, and the defense knows it. And that gravity is like uh, invaluable. So I love Danny Green. I don't care how boneheaded he is sometimes. Um, he knows his role and he plays it well. And I'm glad he's actually getting the minutes. I think, and I want to give credit to Doctor Doctor Glenn Rivers. Um, so far, he did not. He's got to give him the nod for for going with B-ball Paul. He got bullied into it, clearly bullied into it, uh, which is incredible. And um, he has stuck with it. And we're two and zero with B-ball Paul back up five. And he also did not crater and uh, totally cough up the lead and lose the game tonight which he, traditionally he probably would. So uh, good start. Good start for Dr. Glenn. Yeah. So far, uh, I have no complaints from Glenn. I think he's actually been um, better than expected. I think the the lineups and uh, the rotations have been, have been fine so far. Uh, he's, you know, he's staggering them when he needs to. He's keeping the players in when he needs to. Um, so like you said, a win's a win. He didn't go off the lead. And uh, I think he's actually doing a pretty good job before. And I think uh, Nick Nurse might be a little, a little uh, desperate with the uh, after just one game pleading with the refs, uh, basically for three days. He did the post game, then he did it yesterday, then he did pregame today. So uh, and I don't know, maybe he's post game again. He's still going at it. Uh, maybe the pressure of him losing to being out coached by Glenn Rivers is getting to him. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Who Bill knows? Simmons, uh, Bill Simmons, and Ryan Rosillo had a weekend, first round weekend, uh, opening weekend pod. Yes, that came out Sunday night, and uh, one of the things there was like things they didn't expect to see opening weekend. And uh, Bill Simmons said Nick Nurse being undressed by Doc Rivers, which I which I found funny and, and true, especially after tonight too. It's nice, nice. Hopefully he can finish it out. You know we're up 2-0. It feels good, but we're you know job's only halfway done. So yeah, let's uh, let's let's keep our foot on the gas here, boys. He All right, so he's getting chippy out there again. Who? Jokic. Oh, they play right now. Yeah, whoever who's zero I mean, on the on the Warriors, I think it might be Porter. Oh, uh, Otto Porter. Yeah, he he like looked like did a a friendly little love tap on the ass for Jokic, and Jokic turned around, pissed off, and did a little pushing. Oh shoot! Maybe that maybe the MVP is getting a little frustrated too. Because he's getting yeah. put off the court. Maybe he'll go smack Luca again or, or push one of the Morrises to the ground. Real <laughs> high character MVP. Oh, uh, but uh, but MB purposely stepped on Scotty Barnes's foot. Meanwhile, he's a dirty player and then Jokic, no one talks about how he uh almost ended the career of Marcus Morris or whatever the hell happened with his neck. Uh, but yeah, yeah. can I just say Jokic game one. They were hunting – the Warriors were hunting out Jokic. And you have people like Zach Lowe saying, you know what? The numbers, the difference of Jokic and Embiid on defense isn't that big, and it's, it's huge. Embiid has been so good defensively these past few games, and it's not even close. So, uh, But, hey, you know what? Uh, did you guys see that they already started announcing some awards? We have Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. They usually wait till the second round. Why do you think they're, they're announcing it early this year? Hmm. Why? What do you think? Zach Lowe's an idiot. <laughs> he might be. I, I like him too. It's sad. I wish he wasn't, you know. He's so, like uh, 
Yeah, we know. How Sorry he to interrupt you. He's just like no, no, no. he's just talking him and like he talks himself into like what he wants. You know what I mean? Like he's been trying to find a reason because he was Embiid all year, and then he was just like down the stretch. He was just talking himself into voting for Jokic, and it was just absolutely ridiculous. But Bill uh, Simmons was Embiid all year too. Bill Simmons started the year off with like the, that Embiid, uh, you know puff piece talking about how great he is and I, th- I felt like his, his vote was solidified at that point it was weird I feel like we talked about it too and uh, I don't know then all of a sudden it just everybody just pivoted to Jokic and uh, almost seems like it was a like a big agenda from from uh, from up top if you ask me hey probably was they hate the process uh, fellas sure do. I want to get you out of here but first we got to talk about games three and four uh mm-hmm. Biggest headlines is no Batiste. How do we think you uh, we fare in games three and four? Uh, I think let me, uh, let me let me kick it off. I think uh, nothing's changed. I think my keys to the to the first two games from the last pod were you know don't get outworked, don't get out hustled, don't get out hearted. You know they're gonna if the if Toronto wins any games this series because they outwork us, they out hustle us, they out rebound us. And um, they're more aggressive than we are. And so far, we have uh, we have puffed out our chests and uh, stepped up to the challenge. And we've out-rebounded them in both games. Game one and game two, we out-rebounded them. And we won. So I think uh, that's that's my key to the rest of the series. Just, you know, stay the course. Stay aggressive. Don't get complacent. Don't, you know, kind of take your foot off the gas like they did in the fourth quarter. And uh, like I said before, I think we uh, might be getting the brooms out. This weekend we'll see, but I you feel wanna, good. I don't think. Give I don't think official we, prediction. Um, I think I think five. I think uh, I think Toronto might will, will squeak one out uh, in the next two games, but I don't think Matisse. I, I wish he was playing. I wish he would just do it and play, but I uh, I don't think it really matters. I think we can win without him. I think uh, the I'd like to I'd like to see Harden show up here and have like a big. I'd like to go up three zero. I, I really would like to win Wednesday, and I would like a big Harden game. I, th- I think that would make me feel really good. I agree. And your original prediction was Sixers and five. So you know, mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully it comes true. Uh, JB June, what's your, what's your prediction for game three and four? I'm, I'm following Dave. I think Sixers and five. So they could have one. Uh, I could see us giving them game three and then we just clean up the act, take four and just kick their ass in five. Oh my god! I need game five ass kicking. Is like I've never felt anything more than that. Nice thirty point fucking barn burner. Give me that all day. Need that. June, what happens in game three and four? What 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 does the comeback as? Oh man, I would love to go up three zero, but uh, maybe they take game three from us. I don't know. Maybe you know I'll have more urgency because they know if they're down three zero. Uh, it's, it's numbers Actually, say it's over, but well, wait a minute, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't isn't it? Doc that has blown th- how many? What did he blow three to one leads or three to zero leads? Three to one. Three one. Okay, all right. He has at least two okay. I can think of. Okay, I thought it was three to zero leads for a second. Then I would say maybe let's just lose game three and come back game four. But <laughs> I think uh, okay, I'll let's put this. Let's in go over. Let's go for game um, three then. I don't think any teams ever gave up a 3-0 lead. 
Uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll just, uh, we're not gonna. Let's just not talk about that. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm just hoping. Uh, and I don't want this to be the mentality. I'm hoping we just take at least one, right? But like Dave said, don't take your foot off the gas. Like go all out, game three. You're gonna get their best mm-hmm. shot. If you can get take that game, you could possibly rip their hearts out. And uh, you know, it's the Sixers will never face. be over. Punch them in the face, you know. Punch them in the fucking face. Just like this game, they try to punch us in the face, we punch back. So you know, keep your foot on the gas. Hopefully, uh, I'm thinking it probably comes back three one. Um, and you know, and that's not taking for anything for granted because we've seen teams look dead in the water after the first two games and all of a sudden it's two, two and all of a sudden seven game series. So like, uh, I definitely don't think, and that's not being me being negative. I think that's definitely not out of the question because like, you know, we've seen teams like last year, like Dallas took the first two games from the Clippers in LA and then all of a sudden comes back to LA as two, two. So, um, you know, can't take that for granted. Keep your foot on the gas. You know, you, you look like you're, you know, outclassing them right now, but just, you know, you gotta, you can't let that get to your head. You gotta keep going. So, um, yeah, hopefully we we get the job done. And uh, our next pod will probably be, uh, I guess, sometime after Game Four. We'll see what it is. But uh, wait, let me give a couple quick quotes that I'm reading before we go. You got it. Um, this one's from a while ago. But Doc Rivers on Danny Green's performance and health. If Danny dunked, he's a hundred percent. That's equivalent to me dunking right now. That's kind of funny. <laughs> Um, this one just came out. Joel Embiid says he told Nick Nurse, respectfully, stop bitching about calls. I feel like every call was legit and should have been more honestly. Wow. I forgot about that. Yeah, I didn't really wow. see it in real time. I saw them talking. Uh, you're talking about him and Nick Nurse, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw them talking, and it was a pretty lively conversation. They didn't look like tense or anything, but like they were like, Legit, like not talking shit, but they had a lengthy conversation. And if I find the clip, I'll send it to you. But that's uh, wow, some fuel to the fire, to the rivalry. I like it. Um, fellas, that's uh, that's all I got. A little quick post game pod. So if there's nothing else, I'll let you go and enjoy your night. And I might watch some of this uh, Golden State Denver game and, and watch uh, Smelly get a. Go down 2-0. What do you think? No. Jazz, Punch Jazz them. Game two to the Mavs and Jalen Brunson. Nice. Awesome. Brunson had almost 40, right? He he hit 40. That's all. Real they number Like 10 or around 10 in the fourth. Gobert with a monster night, eight points, four turnovers. <laughs> and, uh, and no Luca, right? No Luca. You don't need him when you're going against Gobert. <laughs> wow the jazz implosion i love it love it absolutely love it um yeah if that's it that's all i got for all you right. guys talk to you Good next stuff, time fellas i'll talk too to you well, in like five minutes go. probably <laughs> all right <laughs> fellas too well bring it back for us go for the sweep yeah just fucking keep it for me baby why right, not fellas. why not us let's go see you guys just process yeah guess it, guess it, guess it, guess it.